You're listening to an exclusive soundbite series brought to you by Wired for Wonder, a proud innovation by Combank and The Moment HQ. Prepare yourself as we take you on a mini journey to reignite your curiosity, foster wonderment, and send creativity bustling through your veins. Hello and welcome to the Wired for Wonder and The Moment HQ soundbite series. I'm your host, Monica Cade. Today we're chatting to Monica Rosenfeld, who started her career in journalism working as a producer at Channel 9's A Current Affair. Monica learned how not to do PR during her time at A Current Affair because she felt that the countless brands and PR people who approached her did not understand what she needed, a newsworthy hook. She started up her own boutique agency, Wordstorm PR, to give the media what she knew firsthand they were thirsty for. And 16 years on, the Wordstorm PR team has worked with hundreds of entrepreneurial-driven businesses in the consumer and lifestyle space, and they know how to use PR to increase a client's bottom line. So let's welcome Monica. Hi, Monica. Thanks for joining me. Hi there. Thank you very much for, for having me. Pleasure. So I know that myself being a storyteller and I've also worked in publishing I very much resonate with why you felt that frustration with PR because uh-huh. you know you don't get the information that you want yes so what was it what was the turning point where you wanted to branch out and start your business Thank you. Well, what I, what I was finding time and time again, that I was picking up the phone, which was ringing all day long, from phone calls from PR people, marketing managers, business owners, wanting to get their story on air. But what I found was that they had very little understanding of what I, as a producer, needed in order to create, to get cut through and, and create a story that, that was suitable to go to air. And what I felt was missing was the hook. You know, they were telling me how wonderful their businesses are and how it's the best business in the world, but they weren't letting me know how it was going to change the lives of the consumer. And being a TV program, my customer was a consumer who I wanted to tune in and stay tuned on throughout the half an hour TV program. So what I was looking for was human interest, an angle, a hook that would, you know, inspire or engage our audience. And that's what all journalists are looking for. Mm, it's so true. And I've seen it myself time, uh, countless times over. And so when, how long was it before you decided to branch out into your business? Sure. Well, I was at a current affair for two years. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of that time, I just saw a huge amount of new businesses emerging. See, it was the year 2000, Mm -hmm. and it seemed to be the era of sort of the beginning, well, probably not the beginning, far from it, but entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. was blooming. And I really thought all of these businesses need exposure. They don't have the huge bucks to spend on large advertising campaigns, and the advertising campaigns don't give the credibility that PR does anyway. So I really saw an opportunity to create a PR agency that understands media, understands journos and what their days are like, and that knows how to communicate with them in order to get that cut through. So I sort of bit the bullet and decided um, July 2000 was the time <laughs> to, to give it a go, and, and that's what I did, and WordStorm PR was born. 
Oh, fantastic. That's so cool. I'm so glad that you acted on that gut instinct. Yeah, well, I was I was young and a bit naive, but I think naivety was good for me because otherwise I would have been too scared. Um, and that's the other thing. I encourage people that if they have a business idea, do it young, do it before you've got the responsibility of family and mortgages and you get more scared as you get older. But when you're young, you feel invincible and, you know, you've got that um, indestructible sort of uh, mind frame. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And so for some of the listeners, I'm sure, you know, some of them may not have PR, are not with an agency, for example. Sure. What's something that they could do like straight up that, you know, would develop their the hook for themselves and, yeah. and have a newsworthy story? Yeah. Look, the best thing to do would be to identify the media that you'd like to be in and just look at one or two main outlets, whether it's a business magazine, a radio show, a TV program, and really look closely at the types of stories that they run. So read the magazine cover to cover and see the sections that they've got there and the different ways that they approach their interviews and their stories. From there, you'll be able to see the themes um, that they work with a little bit more. And then it's time to sort of look inside your own business and identify what some of those angles might be. Um, Because it's everyday businesses that appear in the media. But unfortunately for a lot of people, the media seems like something very overwhelming and impossible to be part of. But really, journos are thirsty for content and are looking for everyday stories that all awesome businesses have. Um, so it's just a matter of, of identifying what they're looking for and what you can find within your own business to marry the two and create those win-win situations. Would you say that, you know, fine-tuning their story before they begin is essential? Definitely. You need to know what your angle is. And when we work with clients, we come up with many, many angles because that's how you get consistent coverage over a period of time. But um, there are a few obvious angles. You know, for example, most entrepreneurs, people who've started their own businesses, have a fairly interesting story about it. It might be a sea change story. It might be a, uh, a story about finding a tech problem and solving it or you know if you look at sort of Airbnb and Uber look at the business stories behind those guys everyone has interesting stories to tell mm-hmm. um, so I'd say if you're going to start dabbling in PR on your own come up with one angle initially um, that will be pr- different angles are appropriate for different media so come up with the media outlet you'd like to be in and if it's a business publication, make it a business angle. If it's more lifestyle, make it a lifestyle angle. If it's a product placement, have a look where that will fit. But craft one angle well and then um, pitch it to to the relevant media. Mm. And also, what's the advice that you can give them in terms of following up? It's very important to follow up. So once you pitch your angle to a journalist that is that you know it will be completely relevant to, it's really important to follow up with them because what we do here at Wordstorm, we, we do a pitch and we follow up. And when we follow up, we get 50% more results than when we did the initial pitch. So it's just a matter of touching base with the journalists and just checking in with them, asking them if they need any, any more information, 
about the angle that you've presented or if it's something that they're interested in exploring. Mm. And is there a certain fine line between, you know, where it's a bit harassment to, you know, what's a good amount of connecting with the Yes, journalist. it's a very fine line um, and it's, it's, I always joke, it's sort of a fine line between persistence and being a complete pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main thing, I would say if a journalist has said no to you, take no for an answer. Don't keep harassing them and saying, can you please do it, can you please do it, you'll be blacklisted forever. But if they have said no, ask for feedback. Say, okay, that's fine. Can you give me a reason, you know, why this wasn't quite right so that when I pitch to you next time, I can help you more effectively? Mm. And it's such a great question to go back and ask because a lot of the time when people say no, there is a reason, but sometimes they don't give it. And it could be just no, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, journalists will kill me if they hear this, but <laughs> we are... Um, we quite often pitch to more than one person within the same media outlet. And sometimes we get a no from someone, uh, one producer, and a yes 10 minutes later from another producer, and the story runs. So it's, uh, you know, they do always tell us not to sort of pitch to the whole team, but, you know, we want the best results from our clients, so we'll do anything we need to to get that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Tell me, what do you do in your daily life to foster creativity? Okay, well, I really believe in work-life balance. I just think you can't only be engrossed in, in your work and in your business or you'll become a very sort of flat person without any creative ideas. So I really, I let go of work on the weekends mm-hmm. um, and that really helps because you just clear your head you get out and do other things besides thinking about clients and work and business and it means on Monday morning you come in fully refreshed and ready to be creative. Um, But I I also believe all sorts of activities help with creativity. Trying new things, you know, whether it's travelling to different places, um, just eating at a different, you know, eatery instead of your regular eatery, um, reading books, doing yoga, just being curious about the world and and being open to exploring the world and meeting new people. You know, I love making new friends because I've got great solid friends who I've known for years, but when I meet a new friend, I come away feeling so alive because we've discussed different topics, you know, to what I'm used to discussing with a certain other group of people. So... It's just being open to learning and discovering and going to wonderful events like Wired for Wonder, listening to different people talk about their ideas and um, that that's what helps creativity in my opinion. Mm, I couldn't agree more and there's such a buzz that you walk away with after sur- surrounding yourself with different individuals yeah and it and it does it sparks something within you and you feel invigorated and all of a sudden you know your mind starts ticking away and all these fresh ideas start coming about absolutely we also at wordstorm we've got some specific um, brainstorming techniques that we use um, we actually engaged an agency to help us with our brainstorming because we found that at one point we're sitting around you know this creative area trying to come up with ideas and the same sort of ideas kept coming mm, yeah <laughs> so um we now use some really interesting techniques to throw our brains in a completely different areas 
and we find that it, it, it works a treat. So that's been really good. Are you allowed to divulge one of those secret activities? Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'd love to give a plug to the agency, actually. It's the Ideas Bodega. Um, but uh, So I'll credit them with, with it, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. Of course. Um, so the Ideas Bodega taught us one technique. I'm just trying to think about the best one to describe to you. Um, okay, this is quite a straightforward one. It's called your fired. So what you do, um, you've got. Oh, the first thing you need to do is come up with a question. So, what are you trying to do? So you need to come up with a phrase like, "We want women to embrace um, champagne at five o'clock." Say that's your statement. If that's what you're trying to do, let's say your client is is a champagne company. Mm-hmm. Then um, with this activity called You're Fired, you break up into to two or three groups and in 10 minutes you write down the most crazy ideas you can come up with. Like it's about You're Fired, so it's really out there, ridiculous ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come back together and you look at all the ideas and you just see, okay, what can be toned back and can anything is there anything workable within those ideas that you've come up with and then you go from there kind of thing. So it just it just gives it a different framework to think about these outlandish ideas. Um, another one is um, where in the world have you seen this before? So you look at different companies who've been who've different companies who've worked on say loyalty programs and how have they done that and can you borrow anything from that? And yeah, there's a, there's a whole range of different techniques. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm sure that the listeners can probably give both of those a go. And then, you know, once they've done the activity, is that something that they could apply to their stories? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you, if you were to do it in terms of your angle, you'd bring the angle to, to the table and talk about, you know, what, what you want to do with that and then do an activity and sort of go from there. Mm, fantastic. And just before we wrap up, can you please tell me what do you love about Wide for Wonder? I loved Wide for Wonder. It was just full of inspirational people coming to learn, chat, get together. The speakers were absolutely awesome. I just think it's a phenomenal event um, and I can't wait to be part of it again. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure chatting. Pleasure. Thank you, Monica. Take care. <laughs>